Hello and welcome to ISIS Podcast, our weekly highlights of the energy markets. My name is Isabel Save. I'm the managing editor of the team. I'm here with uh, Julie Fisher. Hello, Julie. Hello. And Laura Rouse. Hello, Laura. Hello. Uh, Julie and Laura are our experts on the German market, on gas and power uh, specifically. Um, we're here to talk about bearish prices. And okay, prices have been bearish for a long time. Uh, but a key event this week kind of put it in perspective just how bearish the, um, the gas market is. Julie, could you give us some details? Okay, basically, um, this week, one of the key supply routes into Germany, the Russian Nord Stream, which comes under the Baltic Sea, they discovered um, some munitions near one of the lines. Um, it was a demining device, I believe, um, which meant that they had to shut off one of the lines. So this cut supply, um, it eventually, it it ramped down gradually and eventually it was kind of supplied by probably about 30 MCM per day. So if if you just put that in context, how important would that normally be for Russian imports of gas? Or Um, for for Germany imports of Russian gas, that's what I mean. Well, you definitely expect that's probably maybe about a third of um, the normal daily supply into Germany from Russia. So So that's, that's quite a big cut. And generally, when you have an unexpected cut like that, you would expect prices to jump, even if the country isn't particularly un- undersupplied, just because of kind of nerves on the behalf of traders. So, and it, this didn't happen. No, in fact, over the three days this week, when there were were reduced flows coming through the Nord Stream, actually prices were about a euro, a bit under a euro down from prices last week. So. That, yeah, that feels counterintuitive. <laughs> what were actually the factors then that reassured traders and made everybody think that we'll still be okay for supply? Um, well, demand is really, really weak. So um, temperatures are still being forecast quite significantly above average for the time of year. So heating demand is quite weak. Um, people have started to withdraw from storage a bit. So that's... Yeah, how, how are stocks actually? Are they quite high? You no, know? no, they're quite low. <laughs> so low stocks, the big country <laughs> no, Russian supply no, and like, still, uh, still uh, no price jump. Um, yeah, they were also had some increase in supply from the Netherlands to make up the, the difference. So that helped as well. But okay. yeah, it's just a really weak demand outlook at the moment, which is kind of keeping keep you on pushing prices down. Yeah, yeah I mean, obviously, that's, um, Lara, to bring you in here, um, as I understand, there's been a bearish picture for a long time for the German power market um, as well. But there is a slightly different picture there in terms of what's happening in the south and the north of um, Germany and how that ties into their winter reserve. Could you maybe give us some details? Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, despite the w- very bearish situation on the German market and the general oversupply on the German market, Germany's winter reserve needs have spiked uh, this winter. Germany uh, needs um, uh, about 7.5 gigawatts of winter reserve, which is a power plant reserve that is needed for balancing uh, the electricity grid. And this is a bit more than uh, twice the needs of the previous winter. Okay, so what's actually, what's new this year then to drive up that need? Uh, It's just because Germany is increasingly relying on renewable energy uh, generation and at the same time it is phasing out nuclear power and because uh, renewable energy generation is concentrated in the north of the country because there are coastal areas where wind speeds are very good so there are lots of um, uh, wind power plants. Uh, uh, meanwhile, nuclear power generation that is being uh, gradually shut down, it's a uh, it's, uh, big part of it is concentrated in the south 
And the main problematic situation that arises now is uh, when there's lots of wind power generation in north, uh, then uh, disperses uh, prices in the German market down. And because Germany is one price zone, also prices in, in south of Germany, they go down. But on the other hand, it is not possible to, to transport this high wind power generation to a great extent because Germany lacks uh, north-south transmission lines. So you have a situation then where the, the price logic, kind of low prices still because of the nuclear generation in the south, might not actually reflect the demand situation in the north. Have I understood that correctly? Uh, the low prices in uh, all of Germany that wind power sometimes creates uh, they cause the situation where uh, these prices are too low for uh, sufficient, uh, flexible, conventional generation to turn on in the south. Mm -hmm. So south can actually have uh, s uh, supply shortages at time of high wind power generation in north. So, so what's the outlook? What could happen to improve the situation? Uh, it will take a while until the situation improves. In the near term, it's expected to get a bit worse uh, for the next two winters, reserve needs are even a bit higher because Germany's renewable energy generation continues to expand and nuclear phase-out is also going on. What could improve the situation would be just construction of north-south transmission lines, which Germany is trying to do, but it's very difficult process because must be It uh, must be a difficult process to invest in transmission lines in a landscape where prices are actually overall low. And not, uh, yeah, and not only because of this, but also because uh, 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 there are many people in Germany who don't want to have uh, transmission lines, lines close to their homes, and there is quite big uh, uh, public uh, opposition to those lines in, in certain federal states. So the construction of those lines has been delayed, and it will take several years until they can be constructed. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think we've seen those kind of long waiting lines for permitting in the energy sector for a long time, so no surprises there. Uh, well, I think that's all we have time for today. Thanks very much, Laura and Julie. Thank you. And thank you, uh, thank you for listening as well. If you want to uh, see more about our coverage of the energy markets, please go to our website, uh, www.isis.com. Uh, many thanks. Bye.